Hey everybody, welcome to the Bag and Boardcast, episode number 269. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list of the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out July 15th, 2015, day before my anniversary. Whoa. One year? Two years? Two years? One. Wow. And then we follow that up with our uh, weekly rotating main topic. And this week, we are doing our all-new, all-different, all-Marvel draft. Recently, Marvel announced a complete relaunching of their brand. It's not a reboot. I don't think it is. Um, but everything is coming out with new number ones. Some titles are going away. Some are coming out for the first time. And we're going to pick them all. Pick them all. Yeah. Because I love drafting. I love he drafting does. almost as much as I love draft beer and also bottled beer. Mm. And uh, John and I, we're the only ones drinking on the show tonight. So uh, Chris is going to take full advantage of our improprieties uh, because uh, we're starting off with an Indian pale ale here. And this is coming from Clown Shoes, a brewery we wrote off uh, during the first years of Bag and Boardcast and has now come back. Uh, they have cool superhero-themed, like, uh <laughs> Labels, uh, they're from, are they from Florida? I don't even know. But this is a Indian, this is called their Galactica. Not Battlestar, but just Galactica. Oh, they're from Massachusetts. um, And it is an 8% volume, uh, by volume uh, alcohol beer. Goes down really smooth for being 8%. It's with uh, those galaxy hops. Um, Not a whole lot here. Mm -hmm. For Um, an IPA, yeah. For an IPA. This was brewed in the beginning of April, so... That's not long enough for an excuse. Three months, ah! Not long enough for an excuse. Um, But, no, I mean, it's got a great smell to it. Mm -hmm. If only it tasted like it smelled. Yeah. But, I mean, they put out... Jeez, they have huge amounts of beer that they put out. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. I don't know how they find the time to brew it all. Um, I know I had that one once before, but I never checked into it on Untapped, so I don't remember what I thought about it, but I think I liked it. it there's nothing to hate, and there's nothing no. to love about it. Um, I <laughs> this mean, is one of the things we say about clown shoes, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But, but, I mean, usually they don't give you something to hate about them, but they'll give you something to really like about them. Right. Um, when, we were in, when we were in Michigan, like, every time we turned around, we got... A clown shoe beer, and it was fabulous. So, kind of interesting. But, uh, yeah. weird that we had to go to Michigan to fall in love with that Massachusetts beer <laughs> that I thought was from California or from Florida. <laughs> from Florida. Yeah. Uh, so. Not that I'm drinking anything on the show today, but um, yesterday, Lexi and I got our Universal Studios annual passes, mm-hmm. and I got to try uh, Duff beer oh. as well as the Duff Dry. Mm-hmm. And Duff Dry is a really good coffee stout, so I'm excited for you guys to come down here and partake <laughs> of Duff and the different beers you can get the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, because they're all pretty good, and they're all from Florida Brewing. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the new Harry Potter land. It's, it's really good. <laughs> Everything that we liked about the Hogsmeade section, they ramped it up over at Diagon Alley. It's, oh. it's really good. That's cool. You know, new stuff is always cool. 
New stuff is always great, especially when San Diego Comic-Con's going on. I know, and they give us a lot of news to talk about over at San Diego Comic-Con. A lot of uh, new trailers have hit the internets, and if you want to see some of the trailers, uh, go to our Facebook page. Just do a quick search for Bag and Board, and uh, find our Facebook page, like us, and uh, view some of the videos there. Like the tear-wrenching, tear-jerking Star Wars trailer. Just everybody back. Like it's uh it's not just a trailer it's not really a trailer but it's like scenes it's kind of like a behind the, the scenes, scenes yeah. plus new 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 footage that's actually going to be in the movie spliced in and everybody's talking about it and it's it's that whole you know that moment when Han you know says Chewie we're home yeah it's basically that for three and a half minutes <laughs> it's telling everybody's you- walking around saying. This is exactly what Star Wars should be feeling like. This is exactly what it felt like when we did this all of 25, you know, 30 years ago. When I finished watching it, I couldn't wait to see it. Uh But I also thought, man, I'm so glad George Lucas isn't involved. Because everything that this movie is, is the complete opposite of what he Mm -hmm. did with that prequel trilogy. The Sky King's in the Land of Tomorrow Uh, prequels. You know, they, because they even say it during this uh, three-minute clip, like we're going to re- we're out in a real desert, and then one of the guys like I get to come to work and build X- real X-wings and a real Millennium <laughs> Falcon. It's great. Like, you know, I'm here with a hammer and nails, and I'm putting together the Millennium Falcon, not just some animator somewhere yeah. making zeros and ones <laughs> into a not so Millennium Falcon. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys saw the interview with Kevin Smith, but he actually went out to one of the sets where they were filming. He was a guest of J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. And J.J. had, like, one of his assistants, like, clean up Kevin Smith around. And, and then like, clean up the come off of uh, Kevin Smith's pants afterwards. Well, he was basically like, oh, why, don't you, uh, why don't you take Kevin over to Studio M? And the assistant was like, oh, okay, I, yeah, we can do that. And he takes him over to a soundstage, and he opens up the door, and there's, like, the life-size replica, like, Millennium Falcon set. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Smith said, as he was walking up the, like, the loading ramp for it, actually get into the ship, like, he just started to, like, well up in tears, because he was like, this is my childhood. This is what made me want to make movies. And here I am standing on the bridge of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And he looked at the assistant and was like, I'm, I'm sorry I'm crying. Like uh, This is probably <laughs> disgusting. And the guy was like, no, everyone that comes on here has the exact same <laughs> exact same response to it. So that's awesome that ev- everyone's feeling the exact same way about how they're doing this movie. Yeah. You know, you got the, all the actors that worked, were originally a part of the cast. You know, you got uh, the original Chewbacca, Peter Mayhew, being, you know, saying that it's it's great and how it feels exactly like the you know the first time he put on the suit They're, they said they keep on wearing out the suit because everybody wants to give chewie a hug <laughs> <laughs> so they have to keep on like replacing fur around his air you know everything um and then you have the new people that are part of it and they just you know as soon as they're on set they say they just feel so linked in to this huge mythos and everything and then you got uh, simon Pegg there you know in his alien costume just saying well i can die now like <laughs> like simon big you're no offense buddy but you're kind of done after this right like what else are you gonna do like, yeah there's there's nothing else for like, him like he's every, basically gone up enough like he can't go up anymore you had three great movies that you've done you know i'm not call, counting paul because i've never seen it 
But, you know, three great movies. I liked Fall. I, I'm sure it's good. But, you know, but come on. Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and uh, End of the World. World's End. World's End. Great movies. Yeah. Mm. All might be good. You got to be in Star Trek and in Star Wars. Like, <laughs> like what else do you want to do? Mission uh, Impossible. Oh, wait, no. Oh, no. He's already oh, done that. Those are fun, too. That's fun, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, talking about something else that's going to be pretty fun. Uh, we got our first actual trailer for the new star show, Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Oh, I can't wait for this one. It, everything that I loved about Army of Darkness coming back on TV, uh, starring Bruce Campbell as the now aged Ash. And it, it looks like it's a lot of fun. Definitely in tone with what we got. Pretty slapsticky, but definitely over the top violent. Yes, yeah, especially when he's putting his girdle on. <laughs> yeah, just those quick Raimi cuts. Like, it, yeah. was, it was basically going home again. Uh, it was one of those things that I keep going to my girlfriend, like, we have stars, right? She's like, yes. It's not showtime, right? We have stars. We have stars. Leave it alone. Oh, see, I, I don't like, think I have stars, but that's something that I wouldn't mind spending, like, the dollar ninety nine on iTunes to get. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah, I mean, you episodes. just own it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I I can't I can't wait. It, it looks like it just looks like so much fun, and especially like when he puts the crosses and for the graves, and then the, yeah, the girls like they were Jewish. Well, why didn't you say something when I was building the crosses? Uh, so much fun! I ca- I can't wait. Uh, Paul Paul probably will wait because he's not a fan. Well, you know, it's yeah. I'll wait until it's wrapped up and I'll catch it. I I've seen the three the tr- the trilogy. I guess the, well, the Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, which is basically a remake of Evil Dead. It's a better yeah. remake. Yeah, and then uh, Army of Darkness, which is just like, oh, yeah, we're, we're done like with this being actually a quote-unquote horror movie. It's just zany, wackiness, and fun now. Yeah. That's what that's, everyone loved that's about That's what hooked me movies. on it. <laughs> now, talking about zany, wacky, fun, also kind of in tone with Army of Darkness, just crazy violent uh did you guys watch the deadpool trailer i did watch this cam footage the cell phone cam footage of the deadpool trailer and that is over the top and yep deadpool <laughs> hey your uh, face looks like a old avocado made love to a even older avocado <laughs> so, uh john did you watch this i did not see that no it's it's worth a look none of the footage is that great because like paul said it's all from <laughs> like cell phone camera so it's Weird angles, everything's really kind of fuzzy, but you definitely get a tone of how the movie's going to be, and it's just flat-out vulgar in spots, but I mm-hmm. I like it. I'm actually really looking forward to this movie after seeing the trailer for it. Like, I had a feigning interest in it before, but after watching the trailer for this, it's got it. Uh, one of the standout jokes from it is when they're going to be putting... Ryan Reynolds through the treatment he he's being made into a superhero and he knows this and he says like for the costume I don't want a green or animated <laughs> that was a good one yep yep that's a good one um, I'm, I'm trying I to like the other one other. you know why I wear red so the bad guys can't see me bleed much like this guy he's got the right idea he wore brown pants <laughs> and then uh, I don't know the name of the character but when he's telling wade wilson what he looks like there's one where he's like you look like freddy krueger face fucked something like i can't remember what it was but a topographical map 
a topographical map of Utah. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous, yeah. and it, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It is ridiculous. Now, uh, let's go dark for a moment and go to the new three-minute trailer for uh, Batman vs. Superman. Dawn of Justice, which uh, does, spoiler alert, they're going to show Bruce Wayne's parents dying. <laughs> yeah, and I know that's one of those things I said, like, I never need to see again, but... They're doing it. They're, 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 they are got to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's it just... basically uh, cements everything we were thinking the movie was going to be. Like, oh, it's well, it's going to deal with the fallout of, you know, the Man of Steel with the city falling apart. And there Batman is, Bruce Wayne is, watching Metropolis fall apart and being like, yeah, somebody's got to take him down. But it, it's all, like, just cool moments that make me want to go, all right, I'm going to go see it. Yeah. Like, that moment where, like, Bruce Wayne's, like, holding that little girl that's injured, he just looks up and he looks just... i I'm so pissed. I'm angry, Batman. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and, like, the trailer actually came out during the day when I was wandering around Universal Studios. So I didn't get a chance to watch until after I got home, because I was just kind of browsing through news to Mm -hmm. see what happened during the day so I could remember to check things out later. And I saw one of the posts was like, oh, someone spotted the Robin costume. Spotted? And I was like, oh my god, Like I gotta go watch it. And then as I'm watching the trailer, I'm like, it's not something you spotted. Like They linger on it. Yeah, it's there. And then it says, ha ha, Batman, the joke's on you. I'm like, all right, it like wasn't some eagle-eyed it. person. It was literally just like, oh, hey, there it is. Did you spot that? Yeah. It's like one of the laziest ten things you didn't catch in the <laughs> Batman, <laughs> latest Batman-Superman trailer. Did you know that's Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor? Did you notice he's picking up a piece of kryptonite? Did, did you know he had hair? Did you notice he's wearing a wig? <laughs> um, something that didn't really surprise me, but they weren't really talking about it too much beforehand. We actually get to see some Wonder Woman footage mm-hmm. in there, too. Yeah, which and looks... Gail looks great. Yeah. Yeah, it looks, looks good. I would have liked a little bit more, but that ending moment where you have Superman tearing the doors off the Batmobile and then just Batman standing yeah. up and, like, staring him down. Badass. I yeah. can't wait for this movie. It's all those, like, it's all those cool moments. And then um, we also got to a little information about the Batman solo movie. Uh, written, directed, and starring Ben Affleck. Oh, wow. Uh, also, he's writing it with Jeff Johns. Okay, wow. So, yeah. That's that's something that I don't mind at all. I know, you know, people are going to get up in arms about it, but he's got clout. Like, he can write and direct movies. He's proven that. He can yeah. act in movies. So, I, I have no problems with this, especially if he's teaming up with Jeff Johns. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody definitely to keep him a little like I'd say keep him grounded, but for it for a writer, director, actor, mm-hmm. his movies have been really solid. They yeah. have a great tone, they got a great flow. Um Argo is yeah, fantastic. I, I mean it's it, it's not something like you if you watch that movie and then ten years ago someone said like Ben Affleck directed, you're like, No, that's Academy Award winning caliber directing right there. Mm-hmm. Not Ben Affleck from Goodwill Hunting and Rounders. Mall Rats. <laughs> See, even Daredevil. He wasn't in Mall, or he wasn't in Rounders. That was oh. Damon. Okay, I'm sorry. It's all right. But um, what was I going to say? Jeff Johns. You know, uh, Earth One Batman. Not a big. You know, not 
the best Batman stories, but it's obvious from Super Batman versus Superman here. It's this is not the Earth One. This is a uh, more Batman after the killing after the death of a family. Batman. This is seems uh, a lot of stuff has happened. Yeah, yeah, and it looks like some of that stuff's actually happening in Suicide Squad as well. Because mm-hmm. uh, we got our first actual glimpse at that. Did he? Did we get a real one? Because all I've seen so far is the uh, again cell phone shaky cam. I've just seen the cell phone one, but okay. it's pretty decent quality at least. Yeah, you got to see. I'm assuming that was Batman on top of a car. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we got to see a lot of uh, Maggie. Uh, what's her name? Harley, not Harley oh, Margot Quinn. Harley Quinn. Uh, no, um, Maggie Roberts. Rob, you just said it. Robinson? Who That's plays like Harley Robbie, Quinn? Robbie. Robbie. Ro- Robbie. Yeah, Margot. Margot. Okay. Well, you got to see a lot of her. You know, a lot of clapping and everything happened uh, uh, at the panel. You know, yeah, from, people freaking out. Mm-hmm. Which is some uh, shots that uh, Will Smith is dead shot. Floyd Lawton. Uh, good amount of Amanda Waller. And a little bit of Jared Leto Joker at the end. Yeah, he's going to make it hurt. I and after like watching this trailer, I'm I'm not sold on it anymore yeah. than I was before. Like I still think of this as something. It's like, oh yeah, you know what? I would check it out. I would see it. But the fact that I'm more excited for Deadpool kind of surprises me. Like Deadpool is definitely something that I'm going to go watch. Like I'll put my money down. Suicide Squad, it's still something that I'll see eventually, but I don't know if I'm going to be there opening weekend or anything. I would still go. I'm going. Uh, do we have any other movie news? Because we'll do a power ranking afterwards if we want. Yeah. Well, I mean, because you just basically did. <laughs> there, I mean, there is a little bit more stuff, but nothing else really trailer wise. Um, only other things I had are. We got a bunch more looks at the new Ghostbusters movie, including Ecto's 1 and 2, as well as the new Ghostbusters all suited up. Mm-hmm. Um, Ecto-1 looks good. Well, I didn't see Ecto-1, but I saw the... It's, the... It's, a, it's a brand new car. It's actually a hearse. But it, <laughs> but it looks like they like the there's a ladder going up that's like a pool ladder. Like It's put together like just by pieces that they could find around. Mm-hmm. On the cheap. Yeah. Um the previously announced Green Lantern movie has been announced to be Green Lantern Core. Yep. Ensemble cast, but no other news other than that. <laughs> yeah, no, besides that. Um, and then we also got some more Spider-Man casting with Marissa Tomei as Aunt May. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which, oh, Aunt May. <laughs> that is a little crazy, Marissa Tomei. Uh, all I can think of her is in uh, oh, my country. How old is she now? Because I'll, I, oh, the rest, last thing I've seen her in was The Wrestler. And she looked. Oh, to me and the wrestler. Yeah, and then I think of her and my cousin Vinny. She looks really good in that too, but not as much as she did. She just looked good for an older woman in the wrestler. Oh, hello, hello, you're back. Sorry, yeah, I started to get a phone call, so it put the Skype call on hold. That's okay. We were just talking about how good Marissa Tomei looks. Yeah, I, I heard Tomei. John growl, and then I cut out. And yeah, so we you didn't lose anything. Wonderful. We're still recording. Uh, but the only other thing I have besides that isn't even really news, but it's just Wesley Snipes mentioned that he's 
talked to Marvel about possibly appearing as Blade again. And since I haven't heard anything else about that, I really feel like that's just Wesley Snipes wanting to be Blade again. He called and left a message on the, uh, Marvel's answering machine. Like, hey guys, uh, what's up? You know, uh... But he did it as Blade. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is Blade. I haven't been in a movie. Uh, I'll stand in the background. You won't even know it was me. It'll be one of those internet top things you didn't notice about this Batman <laughs> Superman trailer. Well, they said that he, like, for the third movie got really nuts and was, like, method acting, where he'd stay in character and you'd have to call him Blade. I, I don't think that was method acting. I think that was probably just him on meth. <laughs> And acting. That's what they were actually saying. Like, they just misunderstood. He was meth and acting. Hmm. Uh, you know what? You know what pissed me off is if they went with Wesley Snipes again for Blade. But, like, Tom Jane. Tom Jane's proved in, like, Dirty Laundry he can still play Frank Castle. You're yeah. going to give me a shitty Blade, but you're not going to give me a great Frank Castle? Come on, I, I Marvel. Have, I have no... Like anything against uh, what's his name that's playing Frank in the Daredevil show? I don't know. He played Shane in oh in The Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Uh, I've seen him. I've seen him in a lot of different things. He's a good actor. I think he will do a good job. But I'm not. I'm not sold yet. I won't be <clears> sold till I see him in the suit or and I see him in the show. But until then. I'm going to just nerd about it and be like, that's not my Frank Castle. Well, maybe you can, you know, get uh, somebody on the internet to do a fan-made Blade and uh, Punisher team-up with oh. Wesley Snipes and Thomas Jane. There we go. No, but I don't want Wesley Snipes. <laughs> You're you got to have both of them. you got to have both. No. Uh, I want to circle back to what you were asking before, Paul, with the uh, power, ranking? power ranking, but also in Daredevil kind of related news. Uh, Electra's going to be appearing, and we have someone cast as her, Elodie oh. Young, who I don't know who she is, but... She was in uh, the latest uh, G.I. Joe movie, is Jinx. Oh, I didn't see that, so I have no idea who she is, still. Uh, we retaliated against that movie. Mm. But, Paul, yes, your power rankings. All right, uh, from what you've seen, uh, I guess those are the four movies, right, that are coming out, that we saw trailers for? So, Star Wars number one, right? Star Wars number one. Star Batman Wars Superman. One. Two. Yep. Yeah. And then I'm going uh, Suicide Squad three, and then the last being. I think I, I think I go Deadpool three. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, so. I go Deadpool and then Suicide Squad. Yeah. yeah. No surprises. Okay. TV news. Uh, a lot of uh, TV news. We got the new look of uh, the Green Arrow costume. And a confirmation that he will be called Green Arrow. He, oh, he will be called Green Arrow now. Yep. Wow. And uh, don't let this confuse you, but Dum Dum Dugan is going to be the main villain this season. <laughs> that is confusing. Uh, Neil Neil McDonoghue uh, has been cast as Damian Dark, who is a character that they made reference to at the at, like towards the end of season three um, as a big bad, a former colleague and turned enemy of Raza Ghul. Um, I've always liked this guy. He's always been a kind of a cool actor, and uh, I'm glad to see him as Dum Dum Dugan and a villain over here on the WB. CW, CW. WB <laughs> no longer yeah. exists. I'm, I'm an old man. I can't get my channels right. Yeah, I, re- I really didn't see any other TV stuff that kind of made an impact for yeah. me. Um, 
Another villain news is Zoom is going to be the second season uh, villain for The Flash. Uh, yeah, Zolomon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also uh, they mentioned Jay Garrick will be appearing, which they kind of teased at in the final episode mm-hmm. of season one. Um, also, Wally West appearing in season Whoa. two. Cool. Um, also, uh, Maxwell Lord cast for um, Supergirl. Oh, really? Live Wire and I forget some. There was somebody else. They're throwing everybody in that show, right? Uh, and it was just it was a guy who's in the Twilight series who's a ca- who's been cast. Looks perfect for Maxwell Lord. Uh, just let me know when they get Snapper Car. <laughs> <laughs> He's the man. He's the man. Uh, I think it something else TV related, but I the got Muppets. Nothing, but I know I would know it if I heard it. The Muppets. Or we already kind of talked about that. Yeah, we kind of talked about them up already. I liked how uh, it's going to be them doing the show up late with Miss Piggy, which is going to come on after Jimmy Kimmel Live. Because I don't think ABC actually is on after Jimmy Kimmel Live. It's either that or Wipeout. Yeah, (laughs) paid programming or uh, Hole in the Wall. Like, that's what (laughs) they show again. Like, when you're up that, that late. I don't know if you guys saw. This is kind of more comic book related, but they announced the next two Earth One books from oh, DC. Oh yeah, uh, J. Uh, Michael Starzynski is doing uh, the Flash, right? Yep. And Francis uh, Manipool. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm stepping yeah, all they, over your Yeah, they news. didn't mention anyone uh, attached to art, but just JMS will be writing Flash, and it will be focused more on the Barry Allen. Mm-hmm. But uh, Francis Manipool is going to be doing art on Aquaman, Earth One. Yeah. So we're going to get uh, two more Earth-1 books before we see the Earth-1 Wonder Woman book <laughs> that um, Yannick Paquette and uh, Grant Morrison have been working on since 2008? Uh, I want to say that's already been solicited. I think it's coming out in January. Oh, okay. Well, don't good. don't quote me on the dates, but I remember seeing something about it online because it was news that it's like, finally solicited this. It was becoming uh, DC Comics... Uh, Duke Nukem, yeah. or DC Comics Last Guardian. And yeah. I, I was in the other room getting the beer when you guys talked about this, but um, I'm okay with, you know, J. Michael uh, yeah, Straczynski. He he's done a yeah. great job with the Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's not making him walk across the earth, it's, it's you know, in the United States, it's pretty good. And, you know, he's, he's really more missed than hit with um, a lot of the other books that I've read of his but with these, you know, Earth Ones, I'm kind of excited to see him on that, yeah. you know, versus somebody yeah. else. I think he can take I'm, his time, do it. It's a one-off thing. It doesn't need to tie into anything else. So I think it works. That works better for him. I'm excited about the Aquaman Earth One too because everything that I didn't like about Francis Manipal on the Flash, I think I will really love on Aquaman because oh. it can be that kind of like quieter. Watercolors, like watercolor. Uh. Like it can be no, but I'm not just trying to make like a pun. Like uh-huh. I think it'll translate really well to an Aquaman book. Yeah, no, definitely. I think he can do some uh, really blobular kind of weird sea creatures, and it'll be fun. It's, yeah, and it'll I, be something different for Earth One because Earth One has been so like kind of grounded and. Like more of the real world, and these characters are kind of grittier. So when I hear Francis Manipal, I can't imagine him doing a dark and gritty Aquaman. Yeah. Like it just doesn't He's work. He's going to fit like the Teen Titans book. Like that art was a little yeah. loose. It yeah. wasn't that kind of sharp drawn lines like Batman or the mm-hmm. Superman. But even t- in t- 
Teen Titans, it was a little, the characters were a little bit grittier and, you know, not as well, fun and wacky. Yeah, Cyborg I, I, did I steal his mom's what, car. Yeah. And I understand I mean, what John's saying, though. You mean just on the artwork side of things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Terry Dotson art, it, it doesn't fit alongside what, you know, uh, Shane Davis and, oh, I'm blanking out on who did Earth One Batman. He did, he did uh, Superman. Frank? Gary Frank. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't fit alongside that, but it still works for the story being told. Mm-hmm. Well, we That's got, all I got for news. We got stories to tell, right? John, do you have any other news? I'm double-checking. Eisner Awards came out. Um, Saga, still hitting it with Best Ongoing Series, Best Artist with uh, Fiona Staples. Um, that's all I care about. Hmm. Well, this one thing you should always care about is our summer movie bracket buster. Oh, boom, boom, boom! In, no. my, in my face, Paul. Yeah. Put it in my face. Put it in your face because we got another bang and broadcast summer movie bracket buster minute update minute. Uh, update minute. Update minute. Minute update. Uh, we had minions come out this weekend, and uh, boxofficemojo.com is reporting or estimating. $115.2 million opening weekend, which puts it above Inside Out, which makes it move along against whoever comes out of Tomorrowland and Pixels. So look out, Jurassic World. It looks like you're going to be facing Minions soon. Uh, and Jurassic World is going to beat it. <laughs> I don't know. If you've seen those previews, they kill that dinosaur. All right. This, uh... <laughs> That's true. And... Kind of tying into that, Universal Studios, it's just a fluster cluck of people wearing Minion shirts. Like It's just a sea of yellow when you're walking around that place. They're kind of the new Tweety Bird shirt where it's nobody yeah. under the weight limit of a triple XL is wearing a Minion shirt, though, right? Like, well, maybe if, if, you're five, if you're five. Oh, yeah, if you're five, you're, you either got that or a uh, Agent Platypus guy. Like sure, yeah. uh, down but there. But man, people are going crazy for like the minion stuff. And I I saw the first uh, Despicable Me movie and I enjoyed. It. I didn't see the second one, but it's something I'd like to. I just don't. I don't get the draw of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You, you don't get the draw of oh yeah, it's cool because that's all the characters say. No, they go like, no, no, that's the minions, but the other characters in Despicable Me. Oh, yeah, it's cool. See, I only saw the first one, and I don't remember anything else. (laughs) All right, no worries. Uh, But are you going to go see Ant-Man opening up July 17th? I I most certainly will. I cannot wait. I'm looking forward to it Have you uh, watched, like, uh, how long was this, like a five-minute, like, sneak peek? It's got the Rudd Man. I should watch it, but I don't want to spoil anything because, you know... I don't think it's, it's going to spoil be, anything. It's, it's going to be a special time with me and the Rudster when I go see that movie. I'm not saying that I'm buying two things of popcorn, one for me and one for Paul Rudd, but I totally am. Even though he's not going to be there. Be there in my heart. In my heart. And it looks like the, popcorn in my the, footage that the footage that they're showing looks like it's going to be... Like from the very beginning of the movie, so I, I don't think it's going to spoil anything. Uh, I didn't watch it just because 
movie. So it's right around the corner. It's coming out, yeah, and I'm just it's right around the corner. And I'm excited. That's why I watched it. <laughs> See, I'm excited too, but I'm like, I don't want, like it's again. It's like a spoiler for me. <laughs> like I want to just be excited sitting there and oh, having and look at you it. coming on to my side of the table. Uh, no, most of the time with those oh. five minute preview kind of things. Yeah. Oh crap! Like, I I forgot about this for the news because I didn't write it down. Uh, they pulled the 3D version of the Fantastic Four movie. Oh, they pulled it. They pulled it like they are no longer going to be releasing it in 3D. And Josh Trank came out and said, no, we're doing this because it was filmed in 2D, and that's the best way for people to okay. see it. And I, I'm wondering, and some of the rumors are that Fox just didn't want to put any more money behind it money behind this thing yeah yeah because they were looking to denny's to get money to that movie with their co-branding well like the one of the reasons why he was asked to leave like the star wars project is because producers from the fox movie were talking and said that he got really erratic on set and with somebody they couldn't reach things were kind of becoming a mess with him with you know post production and stuff, so I'm interested to see where this movie goes. But I mean, it could have something to do with just everything falling apart and why Fox would be like mm. and they forgot to send the digital file over to the <laughs> up converter over at the 3D movie plexer, and that's all it is. They forgot to uh, you know send it over and put it in the 3D level later. Did you see they, like they did, got a level later? Didn't they, they were bringing another comic book, like kind of like personality writer and everything, over to Fox to help with the movie stuff? Other than... Other than well, it was Mark Millar. Well, yeah, no, it's yeah. kind of someone to... I don't know if they're not happy with what Millar's been doing, but I, I saw it, like, just briefly, I saw something about... I know, because Jeff Loeb's tied to the Marvel TV television stuff, but I don't know if... He's helping out with the films too, or well, that would be for Fox, and I think Steve uh, Jeff Loeb is through Marvel Studios. Just through Marvel, okay. So that would just not, so they wouldn't be able. I would hope there would be some non-completely clauses there. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. August seventh for Fantastic Four, by the way, and then uh, August fourteenth we'll wrap up our bracket uh, with the Man from Uncle. Hey. When does Mission Impossible come out? Uh, July 31st. Ah. And Pixels, I know you're waiting for that one. July 24th. So mm. we're uh, I, every weekend now. Up until I'm on Ron Tomatoes right now just because I want to see how Ant-Man's doing so far because I know they're starting to release the commercials and the trailers that are like, so-and-so says, exciting. Um, it's sitting at 70% right now. Rotten or del- fresh? Uh, fresh. 70% fresh. And I mean... Mm-hmm. Just looking at the other top box office movies, Inside Out, 98%. Jurassic World, 71%. Terminator, 27%. Oof. Magic Mike, 65%. Ted, 46 uh, Spy, 95%. And that did horrible in the... Yeah, in the and San Andreas, 50%. And that did really well. Mm-hmm. Minions, 54%. Yeah. Hmm. Selfless, 20%. And The Gallows, 16%. Hmm. Uh, can you look up uh, a girl that walks home alone in the night? <laughs> <laughs> a girl whom which walks home wa- whilst alone uh, yeah, the, uh, in the darkness search. of the it, night. I, and while you <laughs> while you look that up, why don't we talk about the next beer that Paul and I are drinking? Uh, this comes from Ballast Point. It's seven percent, and this is their grapefruit sculpin. 
they've taken their awesome one of my probably the number one IPA that you could regularly mm-hmm. get Sculpin and just covered up all the great flavor with grapefruit I'm hardly getting any grapefruit on well okay now that it's you warmed get that up citrus you know, citrus kick but yeah That's nothing you else get. yeah you lose all the nuance of the beer just for the grapefruit yeah it's unfortunate it is definitely uh, not a reason a girl should walk home alone to the bar at night for ninety six percent for that movie. Yeah, fresh or rotten? Fresh. <laughs> it's certified fresh, it and is. that's why I chose it because it's got a lot of great buzz. Out of out of ninety one reviews for it, eighty seven percent were positive. Four were rotten. Okay, we got to get on this Rotten Tomatoes and I, drop this movie down I know, to I'm, three. I'm just curious to see like what people liked about it. Uh, uh, it's a movie you can watch without watching. I like that it was in black and white, and they had skateboards. Mm-hmm. Fresh. Fresh. <laughs> I haven't seen that many black and white skateboarding vampires. This brought <laughs> okay, something the, new. Fresh. Like the first one on here, like the first fresh review is uh, the movie brims with stylized quantities that have been prioritized over story and characters <laughs> so basically they're saying like yes form over function hmm. that's why I like it nice. yeah, this movie. one's talking about the music and the DJing oh. yeah. yeah beautiful okay. stylish uh-huh. nothing about it being actually a good movie hmm. I'm done I never okay. want to talk about that again what we should talk about is good stories found in our comic books this week. Yeah, in our list, uh, coming out July 15th. And hands down, I can't wait for this. I've been waiting months and months and months. Hawkeye. And months and months and, and months. And months and months and months. Hawkeye, number 22. Matt Fraction, David Aja. Wait, no, Jeff Lemire's writing Hawkeye now. N- yeah, old, old, all new Hawkeye. How about that? Oh, Okay, this is all old Hawkeye. This is old Hawkeye. Wait, this is all new, all different? We're talking about that in our draft coming up. On our, so you got to wait until that happens. It's, what are you doing? It's the Hawkeye book that you fell in love with, Paul, and it's wrapping up. Oh, We've, we've had a Hawkeye book come out that we've gotten like four issues of, a new Hawkeye book solicited before the, the fina- final the issue of the last one came out. And even then, it, this feels rushed. But I'm looking forward to Matt Fraction's finale of this book. Uh, he did something that just totally different with a character and with a comic book. And I still love Hawkeye. I yeah. go back, I reread the series. I try to do that every year for my birthday. And I don't think I'll ever get old reading Matt Fraction's. Hawkeye. No, you will get old. Well, it'll never get old. It, the story Especially itself. If you do it on your birthday. birthday. Yeah, you'll get a year older precisely every year. This is true. Thank you. You're welcome. There you go. Old age linked to reading Hawkeye. You heard it here first. <laughs> Number one cause of old age: reading a comic book on your birthday. No, I don't think that's. What the, what book was I saying? Oh, that's right. It's a surprise to me every time I'm going to say it. Harley Quinn, number eighteen. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Jimmy Palamati, Amanda Connor, uh doing the writing on it, and Chad Hardin on art. And this is just a wacky, over-the-top book, and there's so much with it that I didn't think I would enjoy, but for some reason I have been, and it's 
it's over the top in so many different ways that I wouldn't really like it, but somehow I do. Somehow. Somehow. Chris. It's okay. You can you can like what you like, and oh, I'm going to hopefully like what I hopefully will like. And this is actually a number one coming out from IDW. Uh-oh. And this is Godzilla in Hell number one. And this is about Godzilla traveling through the different realms of hell, battling different demonic monsters. Uh, written and drawn by James Stokoe. Don't know what he's done before, but when I was browsing through Comic Policy's pull list, I saw Godzilla in hell, and I was like, wait. <laughs> uh, what is else? This, is this actually about Godzilla in hell? And yes. I, there you go. Every single issue will be him in another level of hell. So wait, Dante's Inferno, like seven it's, layers? It, seven it doesn't things? distinctly say that, but, that's but what we're I'm assuming, assuming right? it is because oh, man, each issue think? of this special miniseries will see Godzilla enter a new level of the underworld to do battle with the impossible. So I don't know if it's going to be like the actual like Dante mm-hmm. layers of hell, but that's what it sounds like. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm just wor- like, is Godzilla going to talk? Are we going to get word bubbles from him? Is it just going to be? Well, if he has like a Virgil type character with him, he'll probably do all the talking. Crazy. Mm-hmm. I'll just be Godzilla, like. Yeah. And then you'll have his guy being like, "You're right, Godzilla." That is a crappy way to die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to expect from this book besides everything I've said already. Atomic breath, Godzilla God. stepping on things, and Good fire help. pits. I just hope there's like lots of little children. Oh like, no, he's not. Calves. He's not a friend of the children. <laughs> I love those movies. All right, you know what I love? Dramatic readings. Exactly. And now a dramatic reading. Of Yusagi Yojimbo Saga, Volume 1, Page 1, Panel 1. <laughs> and that was a dramatic reading of Yusagi Yojimbo Saga, Volume 1, Page 1, and Panel 1. Very nicely done, Grace. Very nicely done. You actually did the panting and puffing. hacking during that because (laughs) just that wheeze, I was like inhaling a lot of saliva and I was like, I'm going to ruin this. No, you. But I I nailed it. You nailed it. Perfect. Thank you, guys. One take, Chris. One take, Chris. (coughs) That's what we call you. And uh, I'm wondering, one take, Chris, what are you going to take? We have 45. All new number ones, all new, all different number ones coming out from Marvel this October. And there's one thing that gets me psyched more than something starting in the fall. Uh, <laughs> nothing more gets me ex- more excited for something starting in the fall than doing a summertime draft. That's right, the hockey draft. Oh, the Sabres got Jack Eichel. It's great. The Bills during this summertime draft. Didn't have a round one pick, and I have no idea who we picked, but it doesn't matter because we got Coach Rex Ryan. But uh, much like the sporting events, I, I, I do enjoy – half the reason I enjoy sports is for the draft of, of, of these people. And that's why you always make us do drafts. And that is one of the reasons why I make you guys do drafts. Because hey, one I, of the reasons okay with all of the drafts because they're fun. It is all the reasons. And it also uh, lets us quickly talk about uh, all the new number ones coming out in a very quick way. And uh, we'll start it off right now because, you know – so much, uh, so many books, so little time. So, Chris, you're on the clock. 
who out of these 45 books, what are you taking? Number one. Well, all, all, you right. can catch all 45 books in the preview issue, the free uh, preview issue that came out. Uh, you can find it on Comixology. You can find it in your bookstores. All new, all different uh, Marvel. Yeah, uh, also, it's available over on Marvel.com, too. You can dr- oh. uh, download directly from there with their Comics Anywhere app, which is tied directly to Comixology as well. Cool, cool. But for me, this was a no-brainer because as soon as I saw this book was announced, I was like, all right, this is pretty much the book I've been waiting for. It's uniting two creators that I love separately, but I love them together because we got them over on Wolverine and the X-Men a couple years ago. And this is Jason Aaron and Chris Pacello bringing us Doctor Strange number one. Crossing that off my list. Yep. <laughs> yep. As, as soon as I saw that, I was like, yep, it's got to be it. Because I'm pretty sure maybe like a year or two ago, when Jason Aaron won our writer's bracket overall, we had to assign him onto a book. I'm pretty sure I picked Doctor Strange. I think you did. One so of seeing did. that, I was just like, perfect. Mm-hmm. No, this yes. de- definitely is a book that's going to be awesome. Like, I, I can't wait for it. It was uh, th- it was in my top five of my draft pool, and for all the reasons he said. And also, can I uh, mention, it's Doctor Strange with a freaking axe. <laughs> uh, That's like what I wrote down. For the but... book, some surgery requires a scalpel, some an axe. Yeah. This looks good. I'm like, and the, the skull belt is flying off. It, it looks cool. It looks fun. John? Number one. Uh, my number one, and I'm going with this because I loved their run on Green Arrow. Okay. And I'm going Old Man Logan. Oh wow! Written okay. by Jeff Lemire and art by Andrea Sorrentino. That was that was far down on my list. Okay. Yeah, I'm surprised. That was probably about halfway through my list. It was 22 for me, so almost. It actually was. Half. It was 22 for me as well. <laughs> wow. No, no, but they, you know, one. it looks cool. It's, it's the, old the man one for me. It's Old Man Logan, and we got a lot of old men in this draft. We got Old Man Cap as well. Yeah. So look out for that coming up later in the draft. But uh, I have to go with, you know, one of our favorite writers right now over at Marvel, Charles Soule. He's doing everything. And one of my longtime favorite artists over at Marvel. Been in love with this guy since uh, Marvel Knights 4, uh, 4. So And it has the torch, human torch in it has Medusa in it and has Beast. And we read that Zero issue. And we did read that Zero issue. What, did we? In, yeah. Okay. Incanny Inhumans. So, number one. This is what I'm going with as my number one draft pick. Uh, that was actually my, my number ten. Because okay. everything that you listed about it. It just looks great. I I, there, I was going to do a little gamemanship thinking that you guys want to pick it till later. But it deserves my... It's for who's on it and the team members. I just... I, it would be an insult for me not to take it number one. Uh, it was probably going to be my number one, but I saw that it was your number one, so I let you have it. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that was very nice. I would have been happy with my number two. Uh, so my number two, because we're snaking it, so get ready, John. You're ne- up next. Right. Uh, E-Force. Oh, I know. It's a lot of fun. You know what? That was, that was my number two as well. You know what, then? I'm going to trade you no, my number No, no, I, no. Take I'm it, happy. Take it. Take I'm it. happy uh, trading no. you my number two, because you no, know what? You no. took the other Jason. You, you already took it. No, no. Can't. No, I didn't finish saying four. So no I take said backsies. No take backsies. I'm going, take, I'm going to take Mighty Thor. You guys can't stop me. It's my group. This drafts are my thing. I'm, I'm taking Mighty Thor, Jason Aaron, and Thor is one of my favorite books, and it's still uh, the female Thor on it. So we get back to the norm, back to the grind. So I'm very happy with that. That's my pick. Mighty <sighs> Thor. You're really doing that, Paul? Yeah. 
I already highlighted you and oh, rode in number two. Kind of a dick move. That wasn't a dick move. It's a nice move. You just, John, after you're there being like, Paul, I saw you had the net as number one. So I did. What kind of a dick move would it be for Chris? No, you. but you called it. And then Chris was like, uh, I wanted that one, too. So I, yeah, so I let that's, him have it. That's fine. That's part of the draft. Uh, so my number two pick, uh, it looks like it stars the Red Hood. <laughs> or not the Red Hood, the Hood. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to go with the Illuminati, number one, uh, written by Josh Williamson. Don't know who he is. Uh, art by Sean uh, Crystal. Don't know yeah, who that's... they are. Uh, but I think it's going to be a hopefully a fun book. I've enjoyed every time I've seen the Hood throughout. It's a character that right when I got into comics... I thought was a great series, an interesting take mm-hmm. on that guy. And throughout the years, seeing him pop up in different places and, you know, the head of all the gangs in New York and all that, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna check that one out. Cool. Um, I was certainly, yeah, the reason why you said we didn't recognize these creators at all was the thing that made it drop really far on my list. The, the team involved in it, you know, the actual characters, I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Uh, an evil team coming together. We get more of that but a little later as well. A lot of those big names, I mean, Jason Aaron's yeah. on three or four books yeah. on here. I think, like, a lot of times you got these guys, they're spreading themselves out way too thin to cons- to tell a great, solidified story. And I'm going to go with somebody who's new. Yeah. I- I've had a lot of people a lot of this last year who have popped up that I'm like, well, I've never read anything before from them. I've never seen art from them. I love this book. I'm surprised that Colin Bunn hasn't hit your list yet, but we're only two in. Yeah. That's another guy spreading himself <laughs> way too thin. Chris, who's your number two pick? Uh, my number two, I'm going with a book that I've been enjoying since it started coming out. Uh, and this is actually going to be Spider-Woman number one, written by Dennis Hopeless with art by Javier Rodriguez. This, yeah. this book's been great and surprise. Jessica Drew's now going to be a mom, a uh, pregnant superhero. Yeah, I've seen that since uh, Invincible with Adam Eve. So, and also uh, Alias, right? With uh, the Marvel Knights Alias. With see, uh, I never, really I never read, read it either, but I knew she was pregnant, and then it, I, she finally had the baby in uh, all new Avengers, right? New Avengers, something like that. I, yeah. That was when I was in my. I don't like Brian Michael Bendis face, so mm-hmm. I didn't really follow any of that. Yeah, you know, this was uh, Spider Woman was my highest of the Spider Family books. Mine too, because uh, I thought it was the most interesting. Yeah, this was uh, originally my number three pick, but all right, we'll see how we'll see how things fall because Paul reneged on his A four, so that's still in the mix. Just yep, saying, still in the mix. Uh, John, who's your number one? Because you have not gone number one yet. I'm gonna go Extraordinary X Men. Extraordinary X Men. Extraordinary X Men. All right, let me find Jeff X- Lemire, writer, Roberto Ramos on art. Oh, okay, yeah. You got cool. a bearded Colossus in this? You, that new suit on Nightcrawler looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Old Man Wolverine, not a big draw. Uh, but yeah, Storm looks like a fun book. Okay, this was my, let's see, for X-Men. Uh, one... To, this was my third X-Men book on the list, so 
Oh, that Road Trip X-Men book yeah. that looks horrible? That's my number one of my oh. X-Men book. It looks so bad. But it's Dennis Hopeless. I saw that and I went, I roll, that's going to suck. That one just moved up on my list because Chris took Spider-Woman <laughs> for a Hopeless no. book. Uh, Extraordinary X-Men was actually my number 12 pick. Um, nothing against it. It just It's not a team that I'm really too intrigued in. Mm-hmm. It's got some stuff going for it, but yeah, it's it's one that I'm interested in, but it didn't beat some of the other. Out of all the stuff on this list, like I'm pulling those ones that said, okay, I'd buy that. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of these books, like have no real giant draw to me. Right, right. This so. was my my highest rated X Men book, though. Hmm. Yeah, there's uh, once we get down here, it's going to go real quick because we're like, yeah, because it's on the list and we got to take it. <laughs> I yeah. think that's what's going to start happening. Uh, I'm actually interested to see what AIM is all about. Uh, that Avengers. looks so bad. What? It's a bunch Wait. of young heroes. It has. Does it have Hawkeye in it? That looks like a blonde Hawkeye. I don't even Sorry, know. What, what book was that, Paul? AIM? Uh, Avengers uh, Intelligence oh. in Motion or something? Um, What's it, that book actually called? It's called AIM. Is it? I think so. I don't think so. Okay, maybe yeah, I'm wrong, but uh, it has so, Hulkling. It looks like shit. It has Hulkling yeah. and a bunch of young heroes. It looks cool. Uh, yeah, that's New Avengers number one. Yeah. Oh, New Avengers number one. Okay, I thought it was called Aim. You know why? Because because the guy's holding up Aim, Aim and it says Avengers Idea Mechanics in it. Okay. Well, I'm going with A Force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, we'll make sure you get new Avengers down the road. <laughs> so we'll leave that one because you. I just again forgot that A Force was still on the list. So I'm going with A Force. But you're looking forward to AIM. I'll pick it next time. I was nice and I gave Chris a shot at it. Chris, go ahead. What's your pick? Uh, this is actually the second highest Spider Family book that I have on my list. But this is actually Spider Man number one, uh, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Sarah Pacelli. This is Miles Morales, actually, in the Marvel Universe. Uh, okay. I, just, I really enjoyed the character when I was reading the Spider-Verse crossover event, and I'd like to read more of him. He's a character that I didn't really follow before because I wasn't buying any of the Ultimate books. And when he crossed over with Spider-Man, uh, Peter Parker, when they were doing the Spider-Men series, mm-hmm. I didn't read that, but I'm kind of wishing I had because we have the creators actually handled that book bringing him over to the Marvel U proper. So that's that's my third pick. Uh, that was way down to the bottom. That was in my mix of, like, okay, whatever's left over, this is where I'm going to start pulling from now. Really? Because it's Brian Michael Bendis and a character that I have no relationship to. It's it, So he was down there with Howard the Duck, Deadpool, all-new Wolverine. You know, okay, that's, like not, that that's not a terrible spot to be in. You know, it was down there, like, okay, these are books that, you know, We'll see how the the draft goes. All right, so Chris, uh, go ahead with your next pick, and then it'll I be get me. To go again. Yep, it'll go Ooh. with me, and then John will go last, and then first. Okay. Well, for my fourth pick, I have a another Spider Family book, uh, another character spinning out of Spider Verse that I really enjoyed, and this is Silk Number One, okay. written uh. by Robbie Thompson, art by Stacy Lee. The team that's actually been bringing Silk to life every month. Mm-hmm. No reason to mess with a good thing. So, hey, boom. Oh, man. See, now you're stealing all the 
Spider-Man characters and that because that was you took number one and number two for my Spider-Man group here. So now I'm thinking I better draft a Spider-Man. Uh, See, I I wasn't going like by groups. I literally just I started with like number one and then number forty five. Like I literally went by like okay, which books do I want to read? Mm-hmm. Which ones would I read? And then which ones don't I want to read? And yeah. then I kind of put everything in order by that, and then I had my complete list. See, I yeah, I I did a power ranking, but I can't get out of the like you know sports mentality mode of like position <laughs> so you have everything picking. in conferences so no no just like almost positions like okay this is my like group team this is my you know what's new and different this is because of the writers you know so i have like different kind of categories going in my head for why i'm picking these so like as soon as they're gone they're kind of gone so i'm going to pick uh the most like spider-man uh original spider-man character that has been out and that is miss marvel uh, still written by G. Willow Wilson. Uh, this book has been great, a lot of fun, and I kind of have to get back into the habit of reading this book because it is one of those ones that has been consistently good. So I'm like, well, I'll get to it. And then, you know, it goes to the bottom of the read pile. But I think be- it's Because you know it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good, and it's kind of yeah. like that. But I know it's not going to blow the socks off my, you know, off my feet, but I know it's going to be a solid, fun book. And uh, that's I think it's deserving of that. And since the two other kind of characters that I was kind of looking forward to bloom the socks off of my feet have already been taken, I'm going to go with uh, Miss Marvel. No, no, nothing against this book at all. No. It was uh, my number 11. And something that actually made me really happy is since this was one of our favorite books last year, um, at Downtown Disney now they have a Marvel superhero store where it's action figures, T-shirts, toys, stuff like that. But they actually do have some graphic novels, and one that they have there is actually the Miss Marvel Volume One. Hmm. It's like right on the shelf next to like, the Guardians of the Galaxy book, so it's in like a focal point in the store, which is really cool. Hmm. That's fun. It is fun, but you know what I think is going to be fun? John's number uh, four. His fourth pick here. My fourth. Pick. John's fourth pick. And fourth pick is such a John pick because I'm going with how. All your picks commandos. have been a John pick. Like, of course. Oh, like you really? say, you say stuff, and then I have to scroll all the way down on my list because I'm not. Just, yeah, I'm a enough. different person than you guys, and I like yeah, different you, things. You I know. The terrible books. <laughs> But the thing is, he like, picked Aim for his number three, and that looks horrible. New Avengers. No, I yeah, picked, this, I actually this took A Force. Uh, Howling Commandos of Shield number one. Frank Barbie, Brent Schneider over. Uh, Dum Dum Dugan look leading a group of monsters. Yeah, this was in my thirties. This was number forty-five for me. This was literally like the oh, last okay. book that I would have picked. Well, aren't you guys fancy? <laughs> you guys, have, hey, you trashed a lot of my picks so far, so. Who trashed one of yours? <laughs> hey, you're Mr. You're Mr. I'm going to pick this. No, I'm not. I'm picking this. <laughs> I know. Real, you're the dicky dick dick. I am the dicky dick dick All right. this draft. Go ahead, Mr. So that's, that that's was your my four. number four. Now, what's your number five? Number five is going to be uh, Charles Soul and Ron Garney's Daredevil. Nice. That was my number nine. 
Uh, uh, that was my number nine as well, Paul. Man, we're matching up on our list. Yeah, our numbers are, are pretty <laughs> Well, I pretty sent close. you my whole power listing, but, you know. Oh, see, I thought that was just the list of the That was the list of the picks, the but, you know, the only okay. one that I had written down was my power ranking. But, I, but like I said, but that list isn't necessarily how I would pick, yeah. as you can kind of see how I jump around, because I have these categories kind of in my head. Because I'm crazy like that. But go ahead with you, Charles Soule. I'm sorry. Uh, I think Charles Soule on Daredevil is going to be interesting and fun. And it says The Devil's Apprentice. Maybe interesting. I don't know. I would be more interested in Charles Soule writing a straight-up Daredevil book. Mm -hmm. Maybe in the same vein as Mark Wade's Daredevil. Uh, This looks a little more maybe darker, a little more not the Daredevil I want. But definitely willing to check it out with Charles Soule writing this. Yeah, but Charles Soule does do... We've seen him do the wacky and lighter, like, Slice of Life book with She-Hulk, where it's... Also, who is a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And then they actually had a tie-in with the two characters together. And so he's written Daredevil in that, and I thought it was fine. And how cool would it be if that uh, Devil's Apprentice is Kate from Hawkeye? It, pro- it probably isn't. It's a dude with a staff. Is it no, a dude? No, it's, um, yeah. Oh. The long hair throws me off. He looks like Gambit, just without his trench coat. Oh. No, it's, uh, they, I, you know they why? the name of the guy. It's like Samuel Chung or something. Uh, rumors are that he's actually going to be the son of Stick. Hmm. You know why? Because uh, Daredevil's leg goes behind his head, so I thought that was the guy, the hair. Like wisping in the wind, because <laughs> you know colors. Uh, so that was your best. Uh, then, uh, then I will go, and I will pick. Let's let's get out of the way. Aim, <laughs> and we've already talked about it. So, or aka New Avengers. We've already talked about New it because I picked it two picks ago. <laughs> New Avengers, and then I'm I remembered it. that A Force was still on the board. So, New Avengers. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to find it on the list so I can highlight it's it off. Forty four. For don't worry about it. It's number four. <laughs> I was going to say, I know that didn't have it too high up there, but it was a little bit higher than it probably should have been, just because it does have some characters in there that I do like. Yeah. Like with Wicked and Hulkling. Yeah, that's why. That's why I'm picking it. It's Hulkling. It yeah. And uh, go ahead, Chris. What, what's your pick? Um, So far, my list looks very much like just my regular monthly pull list, because my number five pick is actually going to be Astonishing Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Number one, um, it's one I is, dropped down on my list because I thought you would pick it uh, in in round three. I see it was it was definitely up on higher on my list. Overall, it was my number six pick. Um, I've really enjoyed what Nick Spencer and R- Ramon Rosanas have been doing over in Ant Man with Scott Lang, trying to make a go of things about being a better father. Uh, and this one looks like he's going to be on the side of the villains with everyone that he's recruited to work for a security company. Um, I, I feel like he's going to be like undercover kind of thing. It's going to be like a Thunderbolts type situation or something. But hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to it because I think it's still going to be pretty fun, even if even if he is a bad guy. Hmm. John, I get to pick. Oh yeah, we we finished up round five with Chris. So, but I started round five. Right. So it, it's now round six. So I I picked four. 
I was last for yes. four, first for five, and now I'm first for six again. Yes, and then Chris will be first for seven. He's going. Chris All is right. going to get two in a row with seven. All right, I'm going to go okay. number six. I'm going with Web Warriors. Mike Costa, David uh, Baldine. Uh, I enjoyed the Spider-Man crossover with all those Spider-Men and seeing the different Spider-Verses. Uh, interested to see that they're going to keep the, that around with Web Warriors. Um, just looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, that one's actually higher up on my list, too. That was my number eight. And just for all the reasons that you said. Nice. Uh, I'm going with Nova. Uh, this Nova was a book that when it first came out, uh, I enjoyed. I fell off of it. And now that uh, Nova looks to have found his dad, that's going to be like the family team up book. Uh, I'm going to be. I'm definitely missing that uh, Fantastic Four book. So this is a uh, father and son gallivanting in space. So maybe it'll scratch that itch a little bit that of that Fantastic Four itch. So. Uh, that's why I'm picking this uh, Nova. 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 Chris, what's uh, round I'm, six? I'm grabbing a book that I'm surprised John hasn't picked already. Oh. It's going to be all new Hawkeye, uh, written by Jeff Lemire with art by Ramon Perez. I, th- I thought it was already off the table. Okay, good. That was, no, it, it's still on there. Yeah, that uh, was my number seven pick. I had to show Paul. I had it open yep. to that page. <laughs> Crossing it off. It's what looks like an older, more grizzled Hawkeye, Clint Barton um, versus an older, an older Kate Bishop. Yeah, and I mean, it looks like we're going to have the younger Clint Barton or someone over in New Avengers. So, who knows what's going to be happening? But I'd put my dollar behind either one of these Hawkeyes first. <laughs> Oh, before all new Avengers, come on. New Avengers going to be so good. It's going to be. <laughs> Even I can't solve it. <laughs> I picked it high, but sometimes you pick high, hoping of taking a, taking a run at it, and they don't pan out. All right, so round se- so we're into round seven, right? So, yeah, we're on seven now. All right, so John, what's your round seven? Chris, Chris just did your round seven, right? No, that was no, just six. six. Okay, so you need seven. You need to do seven, Chris. So I'm starting seven. Yep. Okay, um, I'm going to go over to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. written by Mark. <laughs> what? That was, that was John's number seven. Crossing that off. <laughs> Again, I had it open to that page. Uh, hey, John, John just... you, sh- you should have waited on Huddling Commandos, man. You could be in such a better spot right now. Yep. Uh well, I haven't been the biggest fan of Mark Guggenheim's comic book writing. I am enjoying S.H.I.E.L.D. right now by Mark Wade. I really enjoy Mar- uh, Mike Norton's artwork. And it looks like uh, Coulson's going to be involved with Hydra somehow. I'm looking forward to seeing the twist that happens on this that puts him over on this side. But, yeah, I'm also looking forward to seeing what other books I can steal from John next. Yeah, um... All right. Well, I'm looking forward to an X-Men book that just has. No. <laughs> you say that because I have it open. I, you and I know you're always a I cheater. Know. I am a cheater. No, I'm going uh, with another Miss Marvel book, and also uh, I'm going to dip my toe into Miles Morales uh, pool. I'm going to pick up all new, all different Avengers. This is uh, the team of heroes that nobody thought would ever be a team. I think like it's just kind of crazy. One 
It's characters that weren't in this universe and a character that definitely feels more standalone than anything else before. So I hope they don't overstretch on Miss Marvel because sometimes like I feel that's what happened with uh, Damien Robin over in DC where you had four or five different writers writing Damien and each version of Damien was a little different and it just didn't work. Uh, hopefully Marvel realizes what how cool and how great of a situation they have with G. Willow Wilson writing Miss Marvel and really kind of, uh, you know, cultivate that and just let that character grow in popularity and not just, uh, just let, let that character go out to the fields and, uh, maybe be over, overdone X23 style. Like, no, this actually, this would have been my next pick and it's all fan favorite characters mm-hmm. that I think would be, really good to see alongside each other. This looks like a team that one of us probably would have picked if we had done like another team building exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it's just kind of random enough, but it can still be tied together. All right, John, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go with uncanny X-Men number one, uh, written by Ooh. Colin Bunn. Ooh, like who's, who's it drawn by John? It's Greg Land. Yeah. That's why I fell on my list is Greg Land. Because I'm like, oh, cool, a whole team of evil kind of, you know, it has Mystique. It has, is that, uh, is that, uh, what's her name, uh, Psylocke? With it's the Psylocke and it's Mystique. So you're not going to get the characters mixed up of who they are. One's blue. <laughs> uh-huh. The other one is Psylocke. <laughs> um, Drawn by Greg Land. <laughs> But one's going to be blue. You're going to know who's who. One's going to be, what's her name, from a porn, and the other one is going to be another one. Uh, no, but this is Colin Bunn, and he's bringing a team of villains together to take out bigger, threatening things. Uh, I'm not. I'm okay with, you know, mm-hmm. a team uh, led by Magneto with Sabretooth, Psylocke, Mystique. I enjoy all of those characters. Yeah. Uh, the Whatever the dude is with the white suit. Phantom X. Phantom X. I have no idea who he is. I've seen him around. He's popped in here. He's and there. the French Canadian version of Deadpool. Okay, isn't he like a smart though? He's like super smart, like a doctor, right? Yeah. He's whatever the story needs him to be. Yeah, it seems. So I don't really care about him, but those other characters I do like, and maybe some other you know evil mutants will pop up. Maybe we can get a Toad in there. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but he's a janitor. Toad's a janitor now. <laughs> but I'm going to go with that book. Yeah. yeah, this this book would have been higher up on my list if it wasn't for the Greg Land art. As soon as I saw his name on it, that dropped down pretty low on my list. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what are we in, round eight right now? Yes. Yes, eight. And we're starting eight? You would go first. I am starting gone. eight, yes. Uh, so I'm going to go with that team of mispla- displaced uh, heroes. Not in time, but in space. I'm going with uh, Ultimates, and it has Captain Marvel. It has Black Panther. It, it has, I don't even know who. And is that Galactus in the background? It's Galactus in the background. It has to be, right? Like, there's that lightning guy. I don't know who the lightning guy is, but... It's, it's gonna... Black Bolt. Is that Black Bolt? But he has lightning? No. That makes no sense. Black Lightning. No, he's DC. <laughs> Come on. It's uh, Cardiac. No, it's not cardiac. That guy has waterfalls. Who's got the staff that he shoots like lightning out? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, 
that's what's making me interested in this team and its ultimates. And this is within the new 616, right? It's not like a different universe. This is the yeah. same characters. It's all one umbrella now. So I, I'd be interested in reading this with uh, Kenneth Rockefeller on art. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, from L. Oh. Ewing is writing. Um, I think he's got another book that he's writing for. Marvel with all these new books. Yeah, the the artist uh, Kenneth Rutherford from Superman and also from uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws fame uh, wasn't the big draw. The big draw was the characters together and you know the yeah. question mark of Galactus because that's all I have written right now is Cap Marvel Galactus Galactus. So that's yeah, and you have a uh, Captain Marvel, uh, Miss America from Young Avengers, and then the oh, yeah Miss America's in it. Other uh, Photon Captain Marvel too. Hmm. From next wave, cool. it, it, it's a good-looking team, and that's that's they were about halfway through my list. Hmm. Um, uh, not really high because I don't have a lot going for this book, but it was definitely something that I would have picked. Definitely something. It's interesting. It wasn't. It would be one of those low. I would have thought it would have been a lower pick. Uh, John, what is your pick? My number eight pick is going to be. Spider Gwen. I've been, uh, I've still been picking up the book. I've still been enjoying it. Yep. Uh, Jason Latour writing and Robbie Rodriguez on art. Uh, this is going to be the secret history of Gwen and Peter Parker, and you have the lizard in the background. So this is kind of a prequel for this book, maybe. Okay. Um, but I've I've still been enjoying the series and uh, still interested in picking. So it up. is this coming over into the actual Marvel universe, or is this still going to be its own thing? I think it's still its own thing. Huh. It's weird, because I thought it was like a, a Crisis on Infinite Earths, like where it all's coming together. Yeah, I, I think everything's like in one universe now. But, I mean, how can you well, do that with You're going to have to read Spider-Man Because, I mean, Web Warriors one. is a book about all these Spider-Men from all these other multiverses mm-hmm. still protecting the universes with Spider-Man in them. Yeah, yeah. So this has still got to be its own thing. If it's not its own thing, I probably will drop it because that was what was interesting about it. You know, the the bad Daredevil, the, you know, Captain Frank Castle, the Captain of Police, who's a little more tougher and willing to get a little dirty to get things done. Like, that's the stuff that interested me. (laughs) Let me say, I'm trying to find that one. The Secret History of Gwen Stacy and Peter Parker. I don't know. It could be still its own book. I assumed it was in the actual Marvel Universe proper, but it still looks like in the background you can see the Peter Parker billboards. So it it still might stand on its own. Hmm. It, it, it kind of has to. Otherwise, it's not its own book. <laughs> it's not its book anymore. But Chris, what book are you looking forward to, man? Uh, I'm actually looking forward to Captain Marvel number really? one. And this is written by... Tara Butters and Michelle Fazekas with art by Chris Anka. Um, I've never read any comic book stuff uh, by these two women, but I'm a big fan of the show Reaper, which they created. And oh, they man, also I didn't know that. On Agent Car- hmm? they, they did Reaper? Yeah, they did Reaper, and then they also worked on Agent Carter. So I have no doubt that this is going to be a kind of fun book. Um, Chris Anka's artwork is really cool, too. I've seen a lot of his stuff online. I've never read a book by him. But he does some just knockout art. So, what book That's, is this? Uh, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, That's you know, my if, if I knew uh, Captain Marvel was uh, up there in my twenties, 
And I, if I knew that they also did Reaper, it would have been a, a higher pick for me. So that is some good scouting for you, Chris. See that, and that was one of those things when I saw their names, I was like, I, I, I know them from somewhere, like, and I couldn't place it. So I actually Googled it, and they popped up on IMDb. And I looked, and I was like, oh, I loved Reaper. And kind of sad that show never came back. Yep. Uh, John, what's your pick? I'm going to go with Karnak. Nice. Good pick. Good pick. You're just saying that because you just went, really? Uh, no, because I went really because it was going to be my next pick. Really? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Because, you know why? The writer. Uh, Warren Ellis um, uh, writing. Gerard Zaffino on art. Um, definitely just something. I'm I'm always willing to check out what Warren Ellis is doing. Mm-hmm. And with him being on w- only one of these Marvel books, it's got me interested. And it's a character that, seriously, it Warren Ellis, go ahead, just do. Just, <laughs> just whatever. Fine. What do you want to do? Here, have Karnak. Have fun. See, like, and that was the thing, because I have no, like, draw to this character at all. But the fact that it's Warren Ellis, and apparently I really missed out by not reading his Moon Knight miniseries. Mm-hmm. Because I guess that was supposed to be like really, really good. You picked up the first issue was the art. Yeah, I only read the first off. one, and I I just didn't get into it. But I guess it was like balls out, awesome. Mm-hmm. So it's something I'll have to like check out eventually, maybe for like a trading policy or something. But that's and, the only thing that kept me from picking this is like I'm I've never been a huge Inhumans fan, and if you want me to list the Inhumans I know and remember. Karnak probably wouldn't be one of them. Really? Cause he'd because he'd be like I my can't, number. I can't list yeah, any after like the first he'd, four. You know? he'd, yeah, he'd be my number four. Black Bolt, <laughs> like, Medusa, Lockjaw, Karnak. Okay, you list Lockjaw. Okay, that's a good one. Yep. Yeah. Black yeah. Bolt, Medusa, Lockjaw, Gorgon. Gorgon, <laughs> and then Karnak. Like, and then there's the other dude that's smart. Like, And then there's the the bad brother, which, what is it, Black? You know, what is it, Madness? Maximus the yes. Mad or something? Maximus the Mad, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Crystal. You guys start forgetting. Crystal. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Crystal. Oh, don't yeah. ever forget Crystal. I, what I'm not Johnny even, Storm. What does so. she even do? She hangs she out like with and flirts with, she flirts with Johnny Storm, and I like it. And I like it. <laughs> so it makes me wish I was Johnny Storm in, you know, another way. Uh, <laughs> what? 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 Uh, I've even been giving us uh, episode title gold all night, guys. From uh, hanging out with the Rudman <laughs> to to in, uh, we maybe we need to talk about our next beer, which is Great Juju. This is uh, Left Hand Brewing's Imperial Ginger Pale Ale. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another seven point two percent. Probably 7.2. I'm very happy that it's 7.2 because I think good juju is already up there in the 6 range. I think it's like 4 or 5. Oh, really? Is it a lighter Yeah, I think it's a lot lighter pale ale. In this, my first sip on this, it was really cold, and I did not like it. Oh, really? You can probably hear me like 20 minutes ago, right when we began this, me going like... Because it really was... Oh, I thought it was about my draft pick. No, it was really just this beer just was offensive. Uh, now that you've let it... Oh, I've let it open up. It's that really great ginger beer that I was expecting from left hand. And, mm. I mean, that's it. it, it probably, you know, good juju is probably one of the best ginger beers 
Mm-hmm. You can get a really great flavor, crisp. It's not like like uh, it's not Krabby's is that like it's soda. Soup. It's yeah. like syrupy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think all of us, anytime we see a ginger beer, we're always yeah. interested in trying it out. And great juju. I would still go with good juju more, but yeah. this is it's it's not upsetting in any way. No, it, I'm not upset that it's. I'm, yeah, I'm not like oh god darn it. John, why wouldn't you just pick up good juju and everybody would be happy? This is good, but I don't think it's any... It's not a step making above. It, make it an Imperial doesn't do yeah. anything for this beer. No. The only thing would be making it part of your Nitro series. Like, you get a really creamy ginger beer. <sighs> okay, I, ginger I, beer, I want it crisp and light on my palate. I don't want it creamy. I want it light on my palate. smooth. It's going to be light it's, on your palate. Okay, it's... I mean, think of, like, Milk Stout and then the Nitro mm-hmm. Milk Stout. Like, it's, like, okay. drinking chocolate milk. I don't want a chocolate milk ginger flavor, though. But I want it chocolate to be, milk ginger. Be, I want the tight ginger, bubbles. I want the ginger milk. I want the tight bubbles. I want it to be bubbly. I want it to be... All right. I don't want it silky smooth. I want it a little a little bit more watery. All I know is you have to pick Spider-Man 2099 because it's written by <laughs> Peter David. That's the only thing I have written for that. <laughs> Peter David, stay away from it. No. I'm surprised that wasn't his number one pick. <laughs> uh, like John, I'm picking I, I, I'm because it's X awful. Factor appears in it. <laughs> yeah, there is no X Factor book. Uh, surprising. And no, surprise, it's not. not surprised. What's surprising <laughs> is they gave they gave Peter David another book. Well, I just went first for round eight, so this is round what or round ten? This, ten. this is no, we're in nine. We're nine. I, I no, have yeah, Karnak is my nine. Oh, yeah, we've all picked nine, so this would be this no, is, we we haven't. Only John picked nine. Oh, I no, I picked Ultimates as my nine. Oh no, I haven't. I Ultimates haven't picked. Great. Yep, you're you're right. I haven't picked. Uh, John, you started nine. So Chris, go ahead. I'll end, and then you start nine, Chris. Or oh, nine, right. you start ten. Uh, I got to find it on my app because my nine pick is actually going to be Scarlet Witch, and this is right when I get into the wow. the books that I would read, but I'm not necessarily super excited about. Uh, this is actually written by. James Robinson, so I think this is something that Paul would probably pick before I would have. It was up there. It was uh, it was going to be probably not. It wasn't this round, but it was going to be in the next two or three rounds, depending on how the uh, draft went. Yeah, it's it's a book that I would have an interest in just checking out to see what they do with an actual Scarlet Witch series, but I don't know if it's something that I would continuously read, which is why mm-hmm. it's kind of in the middle of my. My draft list. I was interested with it because it's James Robinson, and he can do a lot of character work. Uh, and I think Scarlet Witch could use a lot of character work right now. You know, mm. put her out well, on her here's own. Here's the thing is they're giving you – this is the new Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. All that stuff that happened in the yeah. past is gone. This is – Yeah, they need to build that character and build a world around her, and James Robinson can do that. And I think he's better at that than coming in and writing, which he often does, uh, these like Silver Age kind of characters where the world's already built and then he tries to modernize it, like what we saw with um, Invaders, all new Invaders, and which was, was good. It was good compared but, to what he, what he was doing over in DC, which wasn't good, which wasn't good at all. And 
there I I think it's a little less you know than what he was doing with like Starman and if he could do what with Scarlet Witch what he did with Starman which would be amazing and you can't ask for that again because that's lightning in a bottle yeah you can't capture that again uh, but it would be amazing if he could but it was, it's Scarlet Witch Scarlet Witch but she's it's a new character build a world around her let her do her own thing and and the art looks good in it it looks different. Yeah. Paul, what's your number nine? Uh, this is my time to splice team, uh, written by Dennis Holtbliss, and this is all new X Men. I know John is just staring at me like it looks. Bo- it looks boring right it's away. It's a trip. It's. I love Bizarro right now. But see, Paul, you don't like Mark Bagley artwork. I know. Well, this is this is like the comic. You like comic-y, jovial kind of book. Every time you talk about this, he rubs his fingers together. Like, it's like, I don't know if it's money or just like, I'm trying to get the shit off my fingers. I got that skin on my one finger. So, uh, because I cut myself earlier. Uh, so I'm playing with that cut. Um, because I'm weird like that. It's, no, it's I'm, okay. Um, I'm like Chris I, I with a bottle cap. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Exactly. And it's marked by Gliart, but it's, it's supposed to be quick, light, and loose. Right, so I'm you better don't with know that. that. You're guessing at that. It's a road trip with these characters. No, you, I'll, I'll, it's a cover with like with old, like uh, old characters in the like shadowy background, mm-hmm. and the new characters in a van. Yeah, Scooby Doo Mystery Team. I Assemble! think you're putting too much. You're putting too much into this book. To me, my Scooby Doo Mystery Team. Like I said before, like I saw this and I was like, ugh. I know. This looks horrible. See, I, I don't think it looks horrible. I liked when the original X-Men were brought into the present day, the Children of the Atom like, crossover. I just, I don't think they still need to be here. Because now it's like, well, how how do we put these characters to work? And it's is like, that, oh, but is put, that them, X- put them in a van with X-23. Yeah, like, I was going to say, it's X-23 in the... Is it X-23? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Cyclops and X-23 are dating, see? It's zany. Because you would never expect Cyclops and a Wolverine character to get along. He's just... I'm not going to say it. John, who, what's your number? Ten? I get to ten. Ten? No, you started with nine. Never mind. It's Chris's time to start ten. He's My gonna, time for he's ten. He's steal it from me right now. <laughs> no, oh, I'm, I don't no. want to steal no, anything you won't. from you. you, you I, I don't know your lists at all, so if I do take something, I'm sorry. Um, I doubt I'm going to take one of yours... Uh, because this is another Brian Michael Bendis book. Okay. Uh, this is Guardians of the Galaxy number one. Um, if anyone would pick this, I think it would be Paul because it has Ben Grimm in it. Yep. I'm just intrigued because it's Kitty Pride in the Star Lord role. Ben Grimm, Rocket, Drax, and Venom. Hmm. It's what what happened to Venom? Why like why is he Venom in he's space? He's in space now. I don't. I don't know. Is it's, it, it's it's it, it's not what uh, Flash Thompson anymore? Yeah, but Venom is. is it? I don't. I don't think so. But who who knows? I don't. Because that was that was the best thing they ever did to the Venom character was make him a war hero, and he's on espionage missions. Yeah. and the more he uses the Venom suit. He, there's a ticking time clock with it. You can only have the Venom suit for so long before it overtakes you. So yeah. therefore, they were like, "Hey, you get three missions, and that's it." Yeah, that and, was what was interesting about it. Now this Venom in space, where he's got like, he's got like badges on him. Are you saying that's gonna be your next pick? No, 
I was assuming because it's on the bottom of my list. <laughs> you, you, you mean uh, the Venom Space Knight? Yeah. Where I wrote, go- I wrote Zany? <laughs> question mark? Because who goes next for uh, the tenth pick? Uh, I've let. I was the last on nine, so it would be John now, and I would go nine, loop it back, and then you would. Uh, in these, um, at this point, it's books that, not like this one, I find interesting, and I wasn't a huge fan reading the first issue, but then when we talked about it for look back, it made me go, oh, I was in the wrong frame of mind when I read this, and this is Howard the Duck number one. Yes, again. That uh, that was actually going to be my next pick. Uh, and what's really fun about this is, you know, it says Howard uh, gets a new hat. And there's all these great hats <laughs> surrounding him. You got Scrooge McDuck, you got Vader's, you got Jughead's crown, Huey Dewey and Louie's hats. Uh, you got the Friendly's Ice Cream Bowl ca- uh, baseball cap. Uh, Gizmo Duck's helmet. Pat- and then you've got Marty McFly's hat from Back to the Future 2. Patton, uh, Crocodile Dundee. And I'm pretty sure in the background you can see... Um, I don't know. Uh, the Filling air. <sighs> Which one? I want to say Quackshot, but it's not. It's... Uh, Donald Duck? Duck, Duck, Duckwing. Dark, oh, Darkwing Duck? Duck, Duck the Duck. one? Yeah. That's what I thought. And it looks like there's Short Round's hat up in the very front. Yeah. <laughs> And then behind that is like uh, Donald Duck, and I think it might be the spirits because there's like a blue yeah, one. Yeah, there's a in blue the in there. Too. So mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be fun, and I think it's it's continued on that zaniness that it was going on before. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely willing to check check this one out. I, and I'm glad you budged on your position for Howard the Duck because that book was a lot of fun. All right, I'll. Uh... I'm going with a character to round out our 10th pick. Uh, I'm going with uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America, because it's uh, written by Nick Spencer. I don't really, you know, I've only seen Old Man Cap in the pages of She-Hulk. Uh, so I'm kind of interested in seeing where this goes, but not really that interested. What's really bringing me to the book is Nick Spencer. That's that's what the stumbling point for me on was, because I like Nick Spencer, but I don't have... A huge affinity for either Sam Wilson or Steve Rogers, mm-hmm. so it's just kind of one of those books where it's like uh, I don't I'm I don't know how to feel. Hoping about Hoping it's more of it. an everyday kind of book for both these characters, but it looks like whose side are you on? And it's like oh man, yeah. this is probably not the Nick Spencer book that is a Nick Spencer book. This isn't going to be a slice of life where these characters are superheroes like when they go to work, but we're seeing them after their nine to five. Um, so I don't know, but I'm holding out some hope here, uh, with my number 10 pick. Uh, my number 11 pick is going to be more old man cap and, uh, it's because it has rogue in it and the human torch together. Uh, this is uncanny Avengers. Uh, I already have an Avenger, uh, the new Avengers team. Uh, so I'm going to keep on building more Avengers teams. Have I got all the Avengers I, I have A-Force, all new, uh, new Avengers, all new, all different Avengers, and now I'm rounding it out with Uncanny Avengers. Yeah, so I have all of the Avengers. I have collected I have collected them all. I'm trying to... Which one was this again? Uncanny Avengers. Uncanny Avengers. Old Man Cap, uh, Spider-Man, Deadpool, Rogue, Human Torch. 
half the team I'm not interested in, the other half I am. <laughs> this was a little bit further down on my list. I'm trying to find it actually on Comicsology because who's writing and drawing it? I don't know. The the reason the only reason I I write, wrote the reason why I picked it, not so much all the information. Which one was this? Uncanny Avengers. But uh, Chris, while John looks that up, what's uh? What's your number? It doesn't say who's writing it or who's on art. Oh, uh, really? But the art looks horrible. See, I really need to find it. So I'm sorry, we're going to have to fill some space. Did you pick all new, all different Avengers? Yes. Uh, I picked her. Picked that right after my Miss Marvel pick. Because what I got, page is the Uncanny Avengers in the book? I don't have the book open, Hold on. so I don't it even is, know. It is... Um, Oh, it's like, okay, it's right there. I found it. Page 12. Uh, yeah, it says who it's by. Oh, you know what? It's, Cause it's a, Jerry it's Duggan a, and Ryan Stegman. It's yeah. a, like a splash page. It only shows me half of the page for it. Okay. Which I'm surprised by the artwork here because Ryan Stegman did Spider-Man. He was on Superior Spider-Man. And I really like the artwork on that. So I don't know if this looks this really loose and squiggly. It might be Rush because, you know, they got I mean, until October, too. Look at Quicksilver. His yeah. body is bizarre looking. Mm-hmm. Look at his stomach and then his knee. Yeah. Brother Voodoo's in it. Yeah, who gives a shit about Brother Voodoo? Nobody. That's why I said I'm interested in half the team. Because I picked a card book for number nine. Yeah, but it's Warren K- Ellis. Katana or someone? I don't know who that other character is there. Yeah. Yeah, not, not a fan. John, you ended... Uh, round ten, right? I picked Howard the Duck. Yeah. yeah so Chris, Chris, you're you're next. Then John goes, and then John goes, and then it's me. Then it's Chris, and then you go, and you go, Chris. Okay. Got um, my number eleven. I am actually going to go with Invincible Iron Man. Okay. I've never actively bought an Iron Man book. Um, have no real reason to start now, besides the fact that like I just need to draft a book and. It's written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by David Marquez. The only thing that really three Bendis drew me, books. What was that? You got three Bendis books? Yeah, well, they're books that are slightly intriguing. And what really drew me to this book more was the artwork because it almost kind of um, uh, Steve McNiven light. Okay. Like the preview pages that they supply for it. Um, I just I like the look of the new costume. I like the way he handles the panel breakdowns there. It's it's a good looking book. I don't know if the book itself would be good, but hey, that's why we do these though. All right, Chris, bring us in with your next pick. Number twelve. Uh, I'm going Wait, to go with. I haven't picked eleven. Ma- oh, you haven't picked eleven. Oh, okay. I was, you just said I pick eleven right, and then I start 12. twelve. Okay, and then Chris does thirteen and fourteen. Okay, yep. that's okay. Or twelve and thirteen. Sorry. Uh, not I don't that, listen to not me. Not that I'm really like <laughs> kicking down doors for this book, but I'm gonna go. No, you are. Angela, uh, Queen of Hell, number one. Uh, Marguerite Bennett, Kim Jaquinto, and Stephanie Hans on art. Um, I really enjoyed that number one. That I forget who wrote it. That came out. Uh, that was Kieran Gillen. Uh, I really liked that book. It made me interested in this character. I wanted to keep up with the series, but wasn't able to continue to buy him and no one else did and uh i'm at least interested in this character and seeing uh her as the queen of hell maybe interesting 
Uh, it was definitely in my next few to pick. It was uh, on my draft board coming up, but yeah, it's it, right now we're in the doldrums, I think, of uh, the picks. Uh, yeah. I'm going to get the top-rated one out of here right now, and I think that has to be... Did you pick 11? Yeah, I picked 11. I was supposed to start 12. I thought oh, we talked about 12. this. Yes. <laughs> we talked about this I know. three times now. I'm sorry. We just talked about it. Go ahead. We just, talked about it. we just talked about it again. You know why we keep on talking about it? Because I'll keep on forgetting. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Star-Lord, number one, Sam Humphreys, Javier Garin. Uh, it feels like the first time. feels like the very first time. Uh, that's all I have to say about this book. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picking it because... I'd be more interested in picking this than anything else. And Dave Johnson on uh, the covers, which helps sell the book. Has he really? Because that's not a, like a standout cover f- that they put on number one there. No, but it's still Dave Johnson. Yeah, it is. You are correct. Man, do I go with... Ah, oh, there's so many good writers left. There's Slot... There's Conway, there's Bun, there's David, there's Robinson. Oh, David, yeah, put him with good writers. <laughs> Will. I'm going to go with uh, Dan Slott with Amazing Spider-Man uh, is my pick here uh, for number 12. Uh, just because it's Dan Slott on Amazing Spider-Man, which... He's I, been I, writing. He's been writing. I haven't been reading it, though, but... No, he's done okay stuff he's, over he's on done Spider-Man. Great. Yeah, he's been doing a great... It is going to be one of those runs where people talk about because it is so long-lived now. And he's done a lot of interesting and, things with with Spider-Man. And he was a showrunner back when it was the thr- thrice-monthly book where they weren't going to do it weekly. They were doing it three times a month. Remember, remember all the books got rebranded as Amazing Spider-Man? But yeah. he was show he's running been on it. Spider-Man forever now. It's been so long, and man, he's still doing it, and he's still doing a good job. He went with Superior Spider-Man for a while. He, he's we saw him break up Mary Jane and Peter Parker, give Peter Parker's body away to Doctor Octavius, bring back the guy that did uh, the uh, spider totems, make New York City a spider island. And they have not kicked him off this book because it's all been selling. And Brought back well, Craven the Hunter, too. Yeah, you know, he, the guy can do apparently no wrong on Spider-Man. So, you know, it's kind of a shame that we didn't pick him earlier, but there we go. But it's, Spi- it's a, Spi- a Spider-Man it's, book. It's that the we- only Spider-Man book. There's more, like, Spider-Man families than mm-hmm. what used to be Spider-Man books. Yeah. And that's what put all those other books higher above is because he's been on Spider-Man for so long now that it's... Mm-hmm. It's going to continue to be Spider-Man, whether it's Amazing Spider-Man, Superior Spider-Man, or it, what have you. He's he's been doing it, you know? and it mm-hmm. seems like his day-to-day run is always it's good, but it's not getting me there. But when he does these big events, is when he really shines. Yeah, and this is a chance to re-invite his uh, fan base and also pick up new readers like me. Uh, so that's why I would go with Spider-Man because it's a number one. No, he's got a chance. Hit the ground running again. Chris, you're number 12 and then number 13, which I will totally forget in about a second. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, this is where it's getting tougher for me to pick stuff because even though I have a list of things that I wouldn't mind picking in front of me, I'm still like, 
is that really the one I want? But it's getting down to it. So my number 12 pick is actually going to be All New Wolverine by Tom Taylor with art by David Lopez. It's something to pick because I got to pick it. Yep, I and think that's I, I like X twenty three more than some of the other characters that are left. So I figured, hey, why not? Yeah, when you're left with Space Venom, an awesome Hulk, Drax, Carnage, Deadpool, Spider Man twenty ninety nine, it's getting tough to pick. Yeah, so, it's it's down to it. I'm glad I don't have to pick again, right, Chris? I know, and. <laughs> It's terrible because I'm going to have to pick one of those books that you just mentioned, and this is going to be Spider-Man 2099, written by Peter David, uh, art by Will Sony. It's Spider-Man 2099. I had to pick a book, and I didn't dislike Spider-Man 2099 during Spider-Verse, so I figured, hey, why not? But it's going to be ruined by Peter David. But he's been like writing Spider-Man 2099 for a while now, so he might have a grasp on the characters more than he did X-Factor. I, I don't know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He had a <laughs> great grasp on those characters in X-Factor. Yeah, it was no, such a good X- grasp. He not choked X-Factor. the life out of them. Uh, the detective agency, the Madrox detective agency. Oh, that, that was that, great. That short oh, lived. so good. Madrox was so good. Uh, Guys, Marvel Knights Madrox, but, one of the best miniseries that Marvel's put out in the last 20 years. Is it my turn? No, it was very good. Uh, the Chris just know. won twice. Uh, you won twice. So yes, it is your turn. Then I go. Did we pick the Vision book? No, not yet. Not yet. It's just called The Vision, right? It's just called The Vision. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. Because Vision? It was Vision. Tom King, uh, Gabriel Walter. I'm there. Hmm. Good. Yeah. I, I, I like the cover for it. Uh, Marcos Martin. It's very much his style. It's that kind of pulpy look. I'm I'm going to go with the most uh, video gamey looking, and I'm kind of thinking maybe it is a video game tie-in comic book. Uh, Contest of Champions? Is that like an iOS that's, game? That's, that's what it is. Okay, so... It's basically their version of... Uh, whatchamacallit? DC's and... Yeah, Infinity Justice Crisis, right? Game. Yeah. So it's, it's it's so yeah and why not see two characters go face to face? This is the other L E wing book that hmm. you picked. Okay, well I'm collecting those all. I'm I'm a Pokemon trailer uh, trainer see, over this, here. This was kind of further down my list, and I actually play this game on my phone, and we, I was like, I don't need to read a comic book about it because it's literally Chris. Let the me collectors. In. Let me hmm? let me let you in on a little secret about uh, being further down on your list. We are, we're, we're there, we're there. We're We've been there for the past. We've been there for the past two rounds now. It's, I know it's, we're there. It's literally a thrown together idea that oh well, the collectors collected all of the Marvel superheroes and he's pitting them against each other. It's there to get you to buy crystals so you can buy more characters. I yeah. don't think they need a. We are, book. yeah, we are within the Night Forest area of the draft. We are but, uh, with what's her name? What was the sexy alien creature stripper uh, comic voodoo? book? Voodoo. We are in the oh, voodoo yeah. territory the is the, of this draft. The um, the fight, the the DC fighting game mm-hmm. that they gave a series to is still going and 
has gotten it's a, a weekly book, <laughs> and it's gotten all these crazy like accolades that it's like one of the big, you know, one of the best books over at <laughs> DC. Like every time I see something, they're like people are talking about that stupid book, and I'm like, because it's not tied into New Fifty Two because look, New Fifty Two kind of sucked. I don't get it. Yeah, weird. So, John's pick. John's pick. I'm thirteen pick. My th- my no, I did thirteen was Vision. Yep. So, so I just 14? did my thirteen. So we're on fourteen. Um, who just went? Who went? I just went twice. Johnny went twice. Chris went twice in a row. So we're all done with that. So we're gonna finish up here by John, Paul, Chris, Chris, Paul, John. And we keep on kind of going around. Okay. That rotation. All right. All right. My number 14, I'm going to go Deadpool. Okay. Uh, Jerry Duggan, who's been writing Deadpool, he started writing it with Brian Posehn. Uh, Jerry Duggan, who I really enjoyed on Nerd Poker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was great uh, mm-hmm. on that. He really gets into his characters. Um, also was the writer of uh, Arkham... Or Arkham Mansion and Wayne okay. Arkham Mansion, whatever that Wayne, book Wayne was. Mansion, whatever that book was. Okay. Uh, Wayne Arkham Manor. Manor, Arkham Manor. That's, that's it. it. Thank you, uh, Mike. By or art by Mike Hawthorne. Um, probably super fun. It, it's a Deadpool book. That's all. That's it. I'm I'm going with uh, for my 14th pick. Squadron Supreme. I have no affinity for any of these characters, um, but Robinson and uh, Kirk. James Robinson's writing, uh, Leonard Kirk from X Factor fame, is on art. Uh, so how can I not pick this book? Hopefully, there you go. I think this would actually, with well, James Robinson good. on it this could book, be really it could good. be really good. But this is one of those like it's, it's, it's no round. characters you care about. Yeah, it's well, it's it. It's Marvel's knockoff Justice League, and then they just keep bringing them back so they can have that analog for DC. Like that's mm-hmm. and they, why and, they're here. And they put Alex Ross on covers. Yep. Chris, uh, for mine, actually, this is probably something I probably could have picked a little bit earlier because it's something that I would check out before some of these other things. But this is actually Drax number one, uh, uh, written by WWE wrestler CM Punk with Cullen Bunn. Art by Ed McGinnis. Crossing that off, because that would be my next one. I, I think this is interesting, actually, because CM Punk is a comic book fan. He's someone that knows the characters and has a love for him. So having him on a Drax book while Drax is involved in some sort of intergalactic fighting ring, it, it could be fun. And Colin Bunn actually can deliver a decent story. I don't know if it's going to be him stretched a little bit too thin, but hey, maybe having a writing partner on this will... I think he's probably just on the book to keep CM Punk, punk like, yeah, telling a story. Writing. Yeah, you know, like, he's there just <laughs> yeah. be like, no, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. All right, yeah, guys. Like, I, I think it's CM Punk saying, like, oh, I want this to happen, and then Colin Bunn's like, okay, so here's how I lay out the script. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's, uh, here's the thing. Last round, last three books. Does everybody have their own book? Do we want to just say who we want to pick here and just us figure out which who we're actually stuck with instead of I I, I know who I'd want out of this. 
All right, because there's there's three books. They're all pretty. I'm gonna uh, say awesome. I I went Carnage number one. Gary Conway, Mike Perkins. Hey, Chris, who did you want? Uh, Carnage was actually my very second last book on there. Okay, and what, so what was your not? Oh, okay, what was your? God, they're, there's two other books. There's the Zany all, Space Knight Venom, and there's Totally Awesome Hulk. They're terrible, and yeah, I but Totally Awesome Hulk's being written by uh, Greg Pak, who's been writing Hulk forever. Who left and, Hulk, and they talked back into doing it. Yeah, because. But Hulk does have a faux hawk. See, here's the there's thing. There's nothing I, wrong with a faux hawk. There's nothing wrong with that. I have Totally Awesome Hulk higher up on my list than I do Venom Space Knight. And I do like Frank Cho's artwork. And the fact that they're keeping the Hulk's identity a secret makes me kind of be like, oh, it could be a fun book that you wouldn't expect coming out of it. Mm-hmm. But if it's a Hulk and he's got his face and his arm blacked out, who could that be? Yeah, why was the arm? Why is the arm blocked out? Yeah, yeah. kind of weird. I don't know, but I'll I'll go totally awesome Hulk just to give Paul Venom space. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I will take uh, the zany book. Hey, the art looks fun on it. I have to say, uh, for uh, Venom Space Knight. So, you know, there we are. So we got our draft here, and listeners, uh, you. Hopefully you write in uh, to contact at bagnumboardcast.com and let us know your top five of your draft out of these 45 books, What the five books that you're most looking forward to. We'll uh, then squash it up against our list and see who has the most matchup with our listeners, and we will declare them the winner. And I'm sorry if we picked apart a book that you were actually looking forward to. And if we did, you know, write it to us on our Facebook page on the uh, comments section of this episode. Just say, hey, guys, no, you, you should take a second look at this book because, and, and list your opinion, because we, we will definitely read that on the show. All yeah. right? And a lot of times we have stuff sent by listeners for us to read, and I think 99% of the time we love that book. Love the book. The only time we didn't is when Paul bought the wrong volume of the book. I believe that was the only time. Of the Star Wars books, yeah. I started us off with volume one, and, you know, because... And he said, don't do it, skip that, pick volume three or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that, and then we never went to get to volume three. Oh, uh, wow, uh, the president of Nintendo died. Wow. What's his name, uh... Satoru Iwata. Oh, Iwata. Iwata. Okay, not Miyamoto. No. Not the creator of all the Nintendo games. Due to a bile duct growth. Ooh. Okay, what a bad way to end this episode. But then again, sorry, just the draft was now. the draft was also a bad way to end it. Uh, <laughs> that's how, that's what you get with the draft. You get all the good books up front, and then a lot of bad books on the bottom. So we we ended with Venom Space Night. <laughs> Where it should end, right? Yeah. It's pretty much down there. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, come back next week where we'll be talking about uh, more comic book stuff, right, guys? Yeah. Maybe more comic con news as it uh, rolls out after the flurry. And uh, I don't know. It's an early night, but man, I feel it's so late because we've been recording for like two hours. <laughs> yeah, we started at six thirty. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.